With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You need to have an awareness that I think if that did happen, we're all buying Solanke. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around fifty thousand pounds. My name is Such, and my name is James. Uh, go on. How was your week? We Good. do what we do every week. Good. How many points did you score? One for one. Not bad, eh? <laughs> for a single game week, one transfer made. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, really, really good week. Um, I moved Dunk to Holland on Monday night after Dunk's 12-pointer at the weekend. Gross is 13, Van Hex 5. Um, from the City guys, Monday night, Captain Holland, uh, Rodri 7, De Bruyne 10, Foden's 26. I Captain Watkins Saturday for 36, Captain Palmer Sunday for 16. Those were the two right choices as well. So uh, certainly wouldn't regret sticking the armband on Hall. And if you told me he was going to play circa 85 minutes, that's a, a no-brainer from that stage. So it was only really for me Van Dyke and Saliba Sunday, but not unexpected that there was nothing between. I mean, Van Dyke got passed here, but it's only a three-pointer. Um, and Ariola uh, blank, obviously, on the Sunday as well which went off the back of Captain Ariola uh, last Thursday. Thursday as well because that was all I had. And I'd brought De Bruyne in last Wednesday yep. uh, and captained him, brought him in for his uh, magic, you know, Elijah Adebayo. So, yeah, really strong week. Um, up to 198th now, actually. I'm just 100 short of second. Were you 24 chances left? Uh, 25. So I feel like in the strongest position, I think that's probably kind of circa average-ish yep. at the moment, 25. There'll definitely be people with more, no doubt about that. Um, there'll be people with less as well. The guy who's top is 40 points clear. We know that he's from only... From second as opposed to from We you. know that he's only got Rodri and Haaland because uh, his team was open a little while ago. I don't know if transfers got left. That's obviously a big lead that the leader's got at the moment. Again, don't know how many transfers got left, but he's saying just under 100 short of second... 
in contention potentially all of a sudden. And what's really done it for me is the captain choices haven't been bad recently, but it's them them two holes from two players that I wasn't even certain that I wanted to get in Adebayo and obviously Foden yep. on Monday night. It's how quickly this game uh, can change. So it's, Again, it's, it's them it's, rather it's than the captaincy. Inches. Like, actually, it feels like inches, but that almost halving your rank over since overhaul is uh, uh, quite big, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I had 120 points this week. I think the difference between us was Brighton versus... Obviously, I had uh, Van Dyke, Romero and Jota ended up being flops for me this week, which was a bit of a shame. And Ivan Tony didn't return at the weekend. Um, I sold Watkins for De Bruyne on uh, Monday night. I'd done the same move in selling Saliba for... Uh, sorry, Watkins for Holland. I sold Saliba for De Bruyne last week. So the four city were... Game changers, really, on so Monday night. you got the same night. four city as me. Rodri, Foden, De Bruyne, Haaland. Obviously, armbanded Haaland. Same obviously, captains as you, obviously mate. Obviously, for us as well, City can see them's Good. handy, yeah. I armbanded Watkins. I armbanded Palmer. I armbanded Haaland. Same as everybody. But I went, I'm up inside the top 4K now. So, 3972. Um, so, I want to, that first step for me is to get a three-figure rank, get inside the top 1,000. Then we kind of move from there. I'm a little bit kind of don't know who to sell now because uh, obviously Van Dyke, Rodri, Foden, Jota, De Bruyne, Holland all have an extra fixture because of the FPL double game week. So I'm not selling them before they've had those two games. I need Palmer for captaincy on Monday. Um, and Ariola's just kind of sitting there as a set and forget. So I may move Tony on, you know, on Sunday back to Ollie Watkins. To He's give got me an extra team. fixture as well, and that's a legitimate. Yeah, he has. I mean, in terms of the Liverpool extra fixture, just to clarify, obviously that's been announced now for Wednesday 21st. Yes, the Premier League took their time about it. So Liverpool play Luton that night, 7.30 kickoff, same as the City-Brentford game the night before. But Liverpool-Luton isn't, in essence, an extra fixture, right? It's just no, a game. No, it's just brought forward. But in know, terms of timing of when you sell a player and when you buy a player. Yeah, of course. But the best way to think about it, I think Ian Parron put it right. He was trying to clarify something I said because I didn't explain myself very well last week. He explained it a lot better when he, he put it in terms was just think of it like this. Liverpool-Luton essentially is not an extra fixture. Just think of it as a Friday night game. Just think of it as a game that's been brought forward to the Friday night TV coverage. In terms of your plan, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. There's no blank for Liverpool. It's not an extra fixture. It's basically a Friday night game that just ha- so happens to be on a on a Wednesday. So that makes, obviously, investing really difficult. We'll talk about, obviously, March TV announcements. But in terms yeah. of Liverpool, in terms of getting new now, from that perspective, if you think of the Luton game as like a Friday night, they always go first. So it's difficult to add extra. So, I mean, my strategy at the moment would probably be Mo's going to be back soon-ish. Yeah, but if he is back, it might just be a case. I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it on, and and not go there. I don't know how I go there. Well, I I've got exact money to go from Foden to Salah if I deem that a necessity. But again, I mean they've got they've got so many fixtures. They've got four versus Liverpool's three. It's then and and um. So it's just a case of are you gambling on Salah for Luton at home and. Well, it won't be Burnley at home, but are you gambling that that he's going to go big? We've just seen what Foden can do, so I don't I don't know where I come off any of my players right now. Ariola uh, is, is I'm not coming off him anyway. Uh, even Romero, 
if I come off Romero after the Wolves game, that's fine. But I have to go to another defender because I'm in a three-five-two right now. Um, I can I can come off Cole Palmer after the Man City game on the Saturday. Yeah, I think a lot will do that. By the way, I don't I the way don't, the fixtures have landed now. Yeah, I think there's a there's a big gap, and obviously with the blank, let's say so. Cole Palmer is expendable after the Man City game. Uh, potentially for me, the Liverpool and Man City guys are not expendable at all until we're talking, um, and at least after the Brentford game for City and the Luton game for Liverpool. But even then, I'm not losing my City guys. Bournemouth, Man United, thereafter. Liverpool, I can, you can, you can't make a case for because not even Forest afterwards as well. Yeah, but that's the point. There's no kind of entry point for Liverpool. That's probably the exit point is Forest yeah. away because then it's Man City next and then it's probably a blank. And then now we know it'll be Brighton on the Sunday as well and you come back for him there. Van Heck stays because I'm captaining him on Sunday the 18th as it stands right now. So, so I've got you're, two you're players that I can out, sell. Yeah? I can sell Ivan Tony, and I can sell Romero. So here's, here's the and big, Palmer, sorry. Here's the big question that people want to know if they were listening closely. You sold Saliba last week. Yeah. You sold Watkins this week. Yep. Who you captain Sunday? Ariola, as it stands. You're just gonna go with that. As it no, I did say uh, I'm happy to sell uh, Tony after the Wolves game. It's Liverpool and City. If if I think captaining Watkins versus Man United at home, and I wasn't overly impressed with Man United at the weekend, they, he'll have chances against them, and it's a home fixture, and they were good. I think the upside of captaining uh, Ollie Watkins. For Man United at home with a captaincy plus Fulham will be bigger than Liverpool and City for um, for for Tony and uh, then you have got Nottingham Forest you, you as pro- well. Yeah, I was going to say adding the one more makes it sounds better. And a lot <laughs> better. It's a, it's a three for two Monday. where Tony's got Liverpool and City. So yeah, I, I think it, it may be a case that I'm going to do it because it's one transfer and then I'm happy to hold Ollie Watkins. Right, the reason I came off him was to give me double captaincy for Holland. Is uh, a little less case for Tony now that the the March TV fixtures have been confirmed. It's, I mean, it, you certainly could captain him on the sing. Well, I was going to say single game day. We now know it won't be a single game day against Burnley on March the sixteenth. That's that feels a really long way away at the moment, anyway. Yeah, but there's no other than the West Ham game Monday the twenty sixth. That's when you'd go back if you want to go there. There isn't another entry point after that. The Burnley game's another three and you've got to negotiate Chelsea and Arsenal before that as well. Yeah. I'm happy to come off Cole Palmer uh, as a consideration as well. I don't need him particularly for any captains. You mean obviously up. after this coming After Man week. City. Yeah. After Man City. So on the Sunday or the Monday or the Tuesday, like wherever I decide that I want to go. Cole Palmer one. Now, if you look between the Manchester City game um, on February the 17th, we now know the Newcastle game will be a single game day on Monday the 11th. So in between that period, which is, what is that, over three weeks, isn't it? Chelsea play once away to Brentford. And you've got, for comparison, teams that are going to play four games in between. I think Look, I've got no, even got a couple that have... I've got no Palace-Everton yeah, coverage. So even four. just picking up an Everton player and captaining him on the Monday and holding him through for that Brighton-West Ham-Man United run is well worth it over Cole Palmer. So it may be a case that that will be my option into a a Palace or Everton player. Uh, Palace really don't appeal right now. No, it'll be Everton. (laughs) Probably would be Everton. It would be Everton, but um, I won't rule anything off the table at the moment. Yeah. Should we do these TV 
announcements for March because that's given us a really good picture for a serious amount of time now. Mm. Um, as a reminder, obviously, Villa Chelsea playing FA Cup fourth round replay tonight. That will give us clarity on uh, one extra fixture for the uh, match week 29 FA Cup quarter final weekend. So if Villa lose, we know West Ham and Arsenal will be on on Sunday, the 17th of March. If um, if uh, sorry, if Chelsea win, we know Villa's on. If Villa win, then we know Chelsea's trip to Arsenal the day before Saturday the 16th is on. As said, give us. A, well, I mean, I suppose we've got Europa, but Burnley again on a Sunday, great. Villa again on a Sunday, probably. Great. Well, you're, you're anyone that's in Europe, Europa's competitions is going to have predominantly Sundays going forward. The, the good of that is obviously you, you can go and invest in these four teams at kind of pretty much any point once you get beyond sort of match week 27. So the Europa competitions for the four clubs involved in them restart midweek, uh, commencing Monday the 4th of March. So it's Europa, match week 28, Europa, then that FA Cup quarterfinal weekend. The March TV fixtures, we knew the first weekend. We've now got the rest, which includes um, the first weekend after the international break, which I wasn't sure that we were going to get on this occasion. I think um, probably the big message that comes out is no shocks, particularly. Um, the, probably the headline news is that probably that single game day, Chelsea versus Newcastle on Monday the 11th. So Saturday the 9th, we knew it was highly likely that Arsenal were going to play that weekend. Home to Brentford is obviously now going to be a 5.30pm kickoff. Um, obviously, they've got the single game day with Sheffield United on the Monday before, so that'll be easy enough to go into, even if you don't have any Arsenal coverage at that point. And I would suggest they probably are the best captaincy on that day, Saturday the 9th. Sunday the 10th, we've now got Aston Villa and Tottenham is a 1pm kickoff. That's because the police have asked for Liverpool and Manchester City later that day to kick off no later than 3.45pm. There were two other games at 2pm that day. Again, there is a consequence of Europa competition. So Brighton against Nottingham Forest and West Ham against Burnley. I actually think that day is quite open for captaincy. So obviously City-Liverpool playing each other at Anfield. Yep. Tottenham at Villa. So, you know, your, your Watkins, your Richarlison's son. We mentioned this before about we knew that game wouldn't be a Saturday because of Villa's Europa involvement and that being an entry point back to Tottenham. And that certainly obviously proves to be the case. But Brighton at home to Forest and West Ham at home to Burnley could be that it's one of them yep. for captaincy. Now, the only problem with that is because Villa Tottenham kicks off at one o'clock, you might not see the teams unless you've got any leaks for that. And that would probably make you a little bit nervous, I think, particularly about Brighton, knowing that they could rotate for a fixture like Forest after Europa, a Europa game on the Thursday before, particularly if it happens to be an away game. So I think that Sunday the 10th is quite open for captaincy. Chelsea-Newcastle, single game day, Monday the 11th of March. We've already spoken about that, that big gap now for Cole Palmer from the Man City game, February the 17th to Monday, March the 11th. Chelsea play once. There are a lot of teams that have four games over that period. I think there might even be one or two that got five. No, maybe not. No, but there's a lot of teams that got four. Even like you said, even something like Everton. So for you that's kind of stuck with this back three model at the moment, something like Palmer to Mikolenko. Yep. 
who's who's decent for tackles and stuff, might not be a terrible move. You could in that case as well, I've already been thinking about it, something like Palmer to Mikalenko, take the Palace home game on Monday the 19th, captaincy, single game day, Brighton away, and then shove it into a Wolves attacker the next day. They've got Wolves a nice run. Sheffield United in that single game day. So Cunha, Huang, something like that. And then you can take in Sheffield United at home, Newcastle away, Fulham at home, and then go back for your Chelsea or Newcastle. Um, interestingly as well, the weekend after the FA Cup quarterfinals when Chelsea are scheduled to play Arsenal uh, Chelsea are at home to Burnley on the Saturday so do think you'll want to go back to him and with him if he's got fixtures he's such an incredible enabler at 6.5 you will want to go back but I also think that period is long enough certainly when they play Brentford Saturday the second you've got good captaincy alternatives Liverpool at Forest Tottenham at Palace you might just want to be a little bit cautious if you're selling numerous players around that point, you also got Watkins at Luton in the 5.30 that day. So there's alternatives. You wouldn't need him. I don't think that would be your primary best captaincy option, Chelsea away to Brentford on Saturday the 2nd. So I think that's a sell. That, that's, a, that's a way too big gap. But you're probably subject to what you've got money-wise. You need to think about that, right? It's, it's easy to sit and say, right, sell. But if you've got nothing in the bank, what are you selling it to? Crap, right? So you're going to yeah. need a little bit of money in the bank to make that happen. That's part where thinking about me going, well, I can go Foden to Salah. If it kills me that, then I'm dead for money. Where would I, if I want to move Palmer, where would I? I'd possibly have to take the decision there and go, leaving it. But even that, you could go Palmer to Van Heck the next day. So when Brighton plays Sheffield United, that's close in money, isn't it? 0.2 difference. Those sort of moves would be quite popular. On the uh, FA Cup weekend itself, Literally no shocks there. Basically, every game stays where it was because the three games that have been moved to the Sunday would have had to move to the Sunday anyway. So Brighton Man City has been selected as the 4.30pm kickoff. Everton against Liverpool, the 2pm kickoff. And obviously, you play Villa, also a 2pm kickoff. Not selected for television coverage, unfortunately. Um, so those those there's four teams there that would have had to move to the Sunday because of Europa anyway. So that's exactly as it would have looked on paper anyway. Um, there's obviously a, a strong possibility that there's no game that day. Yep. If West Ham Villa is the Sunday, um, and it doesn't mean that it's obviously off if Villa win tonight because it could still lose to Leeds in the fifth round. Um, but if it goes on, you'd be looking at West Ham Villa probably will be a single game though. Yep. Um, because it needs Liverpool to lose to Southampton or basically City to lose to, to Luton and Brighton to lose to Wolves um, for the others to be on. The Saturday on that day, Arsenal-Chelsea has been picked up for TNT as a 12.30 kickoff. That's important in terms of your reference for later on in the season and potentially which week certain games might go into. So Arsenal-Chelsea, Everton-Liverpool and Brighton-Man City are TV-selected games that are highly likely to be postponed. Those are three strong fixtures that the TV companies are not going to drop. So that will be relevant in terms of where games go, which midweek later in the season. Fulham Tottenham has been selected as the 5.30pm kickoff that day. And to reference back, that's where I said about the Tony requirement is a little bit less because there was obviously a possibility of Burnley-Brentford land as a single game day. That now cannot happen. Burnley-Brentford and Fulham against Tottenham are two fixtures that will not move on Saturday the 16th. Remember I said there is a clear Tottenham re-entry point on the weekend before. The following weekend, 
um, the weekend after the international breaks. Match week 30 has also given us no shocks in terms of the TV selections. Liverpool and Brighton on the Sunday at 2pm and Manchester City against Arsenal is the 4.30pm. Every other game stays on the Saturday. So I think you've got your choice there between your Haulands, your Salahs, um, in terms of what you want to captain on that Sunday. On the Saturday the 30th, to come back to the Tottenham narrative of reinvesting, probably Tottenham at home to Luton is probably best. But Carl Palmer at home to Burnley as well. Really good alternative. So there's eight fixtures on that Saturday. So certainly in terms of covering it off, there should be no issue from that perspective. And of course, because of the two games announced for Sunday the 31st, we can have a little understanding of Tuesday the 2nd. And that might be quite awkward. There's four games now that we know definitively will not happen that week. What's already left, even if all of them got left on the Tuesday, isn't hugely inspiring. Um, Newcastle against Everton might look best. Uh, Manchester United go to Chelsea. Tottenham go to West Ham. So, But it could be, yep, Tottenham again at, at West Ham under that circumstance. I would imagine the way it's landed... The, uh, I would think one of Manchester United versus Chelsea or West Ham v Tottenham will stay on that Tuesday night. Right. If it doesn't, Newcastle versus... If it's not one of them two, Newcastle-Everton definitely will stay there. At least one of them three fixtures will be the Tuesday night. I'm almost certain of that. So there's going to be a big team playing on the Tuesday. You remember in that December set, we was worried for a while they might just stitch it up and it'd be like mm. Wolves v Burnley. That circumstance with the way the fixtures have been announced the weekend before isn't going to happen. So I don't think there's anything in March TV fixtures that's overly concerning, you know, like a Burnley-Brentford Sunday landed on a Friday night. It's not. It's, there's nothing in there that's come hugely unexpected. And actually, once obviously we know who's through in European competitions before that FA Cup quarterfinal weekend, it's going to give us some pretty decent indications in terms of the April fixtures as well. Then obviously the court finals happen and that gives us even further. So yeah, I don't think there'll be huge alarm actually for this forthcoming period. Probably ones now, like we've mentioned it a couple of times. I think Everton has really come into people's thinking a little bit in terms of manoeuvring things. Primarily because Palace obviously have the two single game days against Chelsea this coming Monday and then Everton the Monday after. Now I think the majority of us will be pretty happy with Cole Palmer captaincy Monday nights and nothing needed there but I think my thought process had very much been right we'll, we'll get Palace as, a, as an additional coverage for that take the Everton game as captaincy then it's Burnley at home move it on to Wolves now the thinking would have been right go and punt Elise or Eze uh, Elise we almost definitely know isn't going to be available for any of this it might be the same for Eze and you possibly adding Mark Gay to that now as well now suddenly that just makes Palace blunt. And I tell you what as well, if you look at Everton's fixtures longer term, it's not a good run. There's only one fixture that stands out there as green to me. And it's that. It's the Palace home game. It's a game that Everton have got to win, really. So, yeah, I think something Everton that night would potentially appeal, even if it's something punty like Harrison, McNeil, if Decore's back, or like I said, Mikalenko, even one of the two centre-backs, Tarkovsky or Brantway probably isn't going to be passing here as part of it but just to punt something for a couple looks better than getting anything Palace at this minute yeah agree with you on that and I think it's probably not a skip because of the chain movements moving things like Palmer suggests that probably yeah do get something rather than skip it I think and and it will look like Everton I think 
It is, it is kind of time to, to make a few transfers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Um, before we talk about transfers, just briefly, captaincy, I mean, Holland. Yes. We'll see the team. Yes. Yes. If it's not Holland, it's De Bruyne. It's not De Bruyne, it's Foden. Like one of them's going to be in the Rodri. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's going to see it. It's the look, early kickoff. You know they're in the team. You go with it. Holland yeah. will play, though. Yes, but I think there'll be a few will go with a Liverpool player. There's a little bit more of a gamble in that, but you look at someone like Jota, for example, and I find it difficult to think he wouldn't start this weekend. Even for people who got Darwin Nunes, I think the same, actually. A bit more punting. You won't see the team. There's every chance you'll get some leaks going around social media. That's the better fixture, isn't it? It's yeah. the Liverpool. So, you know, if people want to punt Jota, Nunes, even Van Dijk or Trent, if people have got... I don't. I don't hate that as an alternative. Like I don't think it's got. It's not got to be City, but yeah, Holland. Seventy percent of the top thousand bought him back on Monday. He was in seventeen percent already. So, so up to eighty-seven. That tells me honestly that the remaining thirteen percent, I think, are either dead in the top thousand or haven't got many transfers left, or they missed the deadline or something because mm. it was so obvious to go back to him there. There wasn't. Yeah, I think there'll be a it few. Wasn't any five to ten to. or twenty that will swing against for a little bit longer. But let's see. With the extra fixtures as well, I, I don't think so. There's swing against, like we mentioned about maybe swinging against Salah for a bit. That wasn't one to swing against. I don't think so. I don't know if that gives an indication that let's say circa ninety percent of the top thousand are still very active. There might be ten percent in there that are running very low. Maybe. What are you doing on Sunday, Watkins? Yeah, I think so for me. Um, I think I'll be going back to Watkins as well. I think he's he's a standout over Arsenal, to be honest with you. The only thing with that is, obviously, look, we'll see the team of the West Ham-Arsenal game. I have got Saliba, and your team might look meh. And I might think I want to go with it. But I think Martinez is obviously going to be out for United now. We know for probably at least a month or so. That's probably enough to say. And plus the ownership. Yeah, I think yeah. Watkins, yeah. I think with West Ham, actually... 
the Arsenal game suits us a little bit better in that we know we're just going to have to line up two banks of four and just dig in. Whereas United, we almost matched them 50-50 on possession for, for large parts, yeah. which doesn't suit us. Whereas the Arsenal game, you know what you're going to get from West Ham. But we're going to just do a proper moise ball and just sit in. So silly, it'll make it more difficult. Silly for starts them. on five though, doesn't he? He does start on five. But uh, United, defensively, Ollie Watkins could be that 20-pointer, I reckon. So I'll be going Watkins uh, as well. And on the Monday... We've talked about it. Cole Palmer. Everyone and his dog. Exactly that. To be honest, yeah. Cool. Uh, in terms of transfers, look, we're getting to that time of the season now where there's, what, f- uh, 16, 15, 13, 14, 15 league games left for each team. And like you and me, we're in the mid mid 20s. So you're now talking about one and a half transfers per game week is what you've got left. I think I can see myself by the time we get to international break or at least that, week coming after maybe using five but then that moves to two a week so we really are in that territory where and I've been caught with it before where you've hoarded too many transfers and then you're using them to use them and then you're coming off players that you wouldn't necessarily in normal circumstance come off but because you've got to use your transfers you're trying to find the advantage you do and you end up shooting yourself in the foot by making forcing moves that aren't always necessarily the best moves just to use your transfers so we are getting to that time of the season where make some moves now right like it's it's okay to start using Everton to daisy chain to a wall striker to come on and off Tottenham and so on I think we need to start thinking about actually making moves rather than hoarding so I'm not doing anything this week <laughs> I'm doing Watkins this week but yeah I mean look just this week, sold if you're, him if you're set up yeah but I've got three games well four games out of Holland for no games, so it was a four for zero. Over who? Watkins. How? I sold him after he played. I got four games oh, on Holland. Oh, okay. But you ain't selling Holland now, are you? So who's no, selling? no, no. Uh, Tony. Okay, you're going to go with the Tony option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't love Which selling him. Which would be a him, five for two if I captain him for United and Forest, but I'll probably captain. Uh, Holland for the Bournemouth game. Yeah, despite the extra fixture for Tony, I, I, I don't see any captaincy in there. Like, it's not, it's definitely not in the, the must-own territory. No. Definitely yeah, not. I think it's it's like, make, make a few moves. Don't, don't, don't get caught and stuck regretting it. Yeah, interesting one as well in terms of additional fixtures. Like, that's pretty locked now up till Sunday the 31st of March. There has been speculation of the Bournemouth-Luton game going in on Wednesday, March the 13th which is the midweek before the FA Cup quarterfinals. I wouldn't fret about that too much because obviously Bournemouth play at Burnley now on Sunday the 3rd of March. So you could go in, have Burnley away, Sheffield United at home, then the Luton fixture. Obviously the Wolves game could go in FA Cup quarterfinal weekend, but don't be looking for 11s in that weekend. Like if you've, if you've got your captaincy covered and you've got five or six players, probably fine. Um, and then after that, if you look at their fixtures after the FA Cup quarterfinal weekend as well, Everton at home, Palace at home, Luton away. The next few. And the Luton game is probably not one that's going to get moved to like a Monday night or something. So you probably exit point there as well, actually. So, I mean, if that happened, this is the sort of thing you have to factor in the back of your mind. Let's say you end up locked in a position with Holland, Watkins and... Uh, Bad example here. Let's say Alvarez, actually. Um, say you got locked into that position. You need to have an awareness that I think if that did happen, we're all buying Solanke under that circumstance. What, Burnley, Sheffield United, and then 
single game day against Luton. Luton. It's, yeah. pot- it's potentially, I mean, it's the three promoted clubs in a row, isn't it? It is. Um, with one being a captaincy and there'll be a gain. So you need to just have a little bit of awareness of that. Otherwise, the fixtures are, are pretty locked here. There isn't anything that's come out in their March fixtures, by the way, Serge, that is a, like, a, oh, well, if this happens and this game moves from 4.30 yeah, yeah, on the yeah, Sunday yeah. to 8 o'clock on the Saturday, there's nothing like yeah. that. So it is all pretty locked, but there is speculation, Bournemouth Luton, as I said, Wednesday, March the 13th. My personal opinion, by the way, as it stands, is that it's a little less likely than likely. Um, but I know there are a lot of people on socials at the moment that, that think it is more likely than unlikely. Um, but yeah, for me, Serge, it's now about, let's get to Sunday the 18th of February. I've got two Brighton at the moment in Van Heck and Gross, so there's probably not any real requirement for me to do anything there. But I'm at the point, I need to think about Liverpool just having Van Dyke. Am I happy with that? The answer will probably be yes. And then it's a case of probably Everton Palace the Monday and then chaining that into Wolves. And if I hold on to Areola, which I, I did wobble about it a little bit Monday, Serge. I did wobble a bit. Did you go Edison? I thought about it, yeah. And then I realised that I, I do value my life and my sanity and decided <laughs> not to do it. Um, but the closer it got, you know what I came to the conclusion of as well? I came to the conclusion on Edison that even if I went there, I wasn't winning. Mm. What I meant by that was, yeah, there'd be some out there with one city and that would cover it off a bit, but I knew there'd probably be some out there we're going to steam in and go with a couple, particularly seeing the team line up and stuff as well. I just decided, nope, I was going to go against it. If I hold Areola as well, there's no real requirement for me, West Ham, Brentford. So I don't. it's not impossible, so I could get to, if that extra Solanke fixture doesn't happen, I could end up getting to... Monday the 4th when Sheffield United play Arsenal there'll definitely be moves being made there um, where I only use two transfers yeah, and that's over four weekends of, of football basically I might not be doing a lot so I might have gone to the point where I'd probably used more than most people I might be coming out the other side with having more maybe I think there's a possibility yeah. There's, there's no right, right? Once, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. Well, information's obviously important as well. Once we get towards that weekend, that weekend we say Sheffield United, Arsenal's the, the Monday night football, the midweek before is the FA Cup fifth round games. So at that point, I've got my real clear picture of that um, match week 29, the FA Cup quarterfinals. And from there, we'll be able to see more things like the Palmer one that's opened up where he's only got the one fixture and there's a lot of other teams have got four. There'll be more more like that will open up at that stage to look at. Cool. Uh, do you want to cover off the tier points, James, for the games at the weekend? Obviously, Monday included as well. Um, we've had a few questions in on the internet that we'll cover off and, as well. And a few points on last midweek's fixtures just to, to cover off as well. Um, I think particular relevance here in terms of Tottenham against Brentford last week. So Tottenham obviously had a lot of the bowl but a lot of it in advanced positions. So Romero, 68 passes, I think it's pretty disappointing. Van der Ven, 54. Udogi, 65. Pedro Porro was one off, 59 passes. Three tackles, one. He's in, uh, he was at the time of that game, 30, in 36, 000, 36% of the top thousands. So Vicario's really well owned at the moment. He's in about a quarter of the teams. Did have a save tier, but Tottenham aren't keeping clean sheets at the moment. We said that on Monday's pod now. Romero and Van der Ven back, and yet Tottenham have still conceded two goals in every league game since. So that's becoming a little concerning. Tony with a shot tier in that fixture. James Madison actually completed the most passes for Tottenham in that game, 74. 
From the City Burnley game, no surprise that there was some big passing numbers at the back. Vardy 100, Aki 104, John Stones 67, Rico Lewis played right back, inverted 63, Rodri Justin 98. Uh, from Liverpool, Chelsea, Alexis McAllister, the only one to hit tier one passing. Van Dyke was on 57, Canati 53. McAllister also won eight tackles in that game. Darwin Nunes had five shots on target that night and five off target, which included hitting the woodwork on four occasions. Uh, Luis Diaz. That guy. <laughs> he's, um, he's special, mate. Luis Diaz had a shot to hear. Most passes in the game actually cut the Chelsea players. Thiago Silva and Enzo Fernandes just into tier two. Uh, and disassigned to tier one. Petrovic made nine saves in that fixture. Said so just not Chelsea's biggest problem at the moment. No passing tier in the West Ham Bournemouth game last Thursday. There were tackles for Emerson, Alvarez, uh, Calvin Phillips, uh, Christie and Kelly. Antoine Semenyo, uh, the only one to hit a shot here. From Wolves Manchester United last week as well. Thrilling game last Thursday night. Lissandro Martinez, 60 passes. The only one to hit it. Uh, Semedo, Lamino, Casemiro, all in tackles. Rasmus Hoyland shot here. He didn't hit a shot here against West Ham, but he obviously is in form. And I wonder if suddenly, say, Manchester United and Sheffield United did land on that Saturday FA Cup quarterfinal weekend if United went out of the cup. I wonder if suddenly he might look like the best captaincy option. On that yeah. Saturday, there's and they a, play at City. Them. They play on the City the Sunday before, so, so yeah, I mean, going in against City is not ideal. But if if you just so take it's an it, extra bonus. Feature, it's a freebie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That. There is a, a question around Manchester United on uh, Twitter, so we'll um, come back come to that. Come back to that, yeah. From the weekend, no passing tears in the Everton Tottenham game. Not a single Tottenham player hit passing tier. Uh, Romero fifty four, Van der Ven fifty six. The fullbacks were pretty low. Um, Pierre Mahoyberg forty four. Benson Core 31 in 64 minutes. Not not great, to be honest. Obviously, shots here for Richarlison, also for James Madison. Mikalenko in the tackles, Suj 4. He's good for, for tackles, is, yeah. yeah. I think if he's, he's one, because their players aren't going to get past and tears, unlikely. I mean, if, if there was a fixture they could, something like Palace is more liable to be it. But probably only if the game stays nil-nil for a really long period would it be of interest to you. Mikalenko's one more, I think, you don't need to worry about it so much. And it could still be a haul because it, he does. He is good at tackles. Yeah. He, he has one now and again where you get like seven or eight. Destiny Udoggy got seven in that fixture at the weekend. Uh, big numbers for Brighton against Palace at the weekend. Shouldn't be surprised. Lewis Dunk, 144 passes completed and obviously a goal as well. Jan-Paul Van Heck got more, 153 passes. Pascal Gross, 117. Billy Gilmore, 105. And Igor Julio playing left-sided centre-back, 86. But he got a tackle tier as well, as did Pascal Gross to go with his two assists. It was a shot tier and tackle tier for Buonanotti. Jao uh, Pedro did at least reward owners with a gold. I think a few probably sold after his injury concern Tuesday night at Luton. From Burnley, Fulham. Tossing Adarubayo, the only one to hit Parsons here. Uh, Rodrigo Munez, who played up front, scored. Obviously, Armando Breas joined them on loan. will put pressure on for the shirt there. Dacho Fofana scored twice. Uh, for Burnley, as a substitute on debut, don't go looking at that. No Parsons here in Newcastle and Luton's 4-4 draw. You want to guess the player, Suj, that completed the most passes in the game? Oh, uh, Guimarish. Nope. Uh, Carlton Morris. Don't be silly. I don't know. It is a Luton player, though. Uh, not Ogbele. 
Ross Barkley. Okay. 51. Sambi Lukonga, 42, was also more than any Newcastle player in the game. Gimerez, 41. Kieran Trippier, 39. 10, you made. No. Basketball game, though. They, they're playing some good stuff now, Luton. Yeah. And, and, and Barkley is the centre of it. Well, yeah, and, and the Conga as well, in fairness, as well. The two of them are very comfortable on the ball in midfield, so you, you can pass into them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, they didn't get passing tier, but the two players both got tackle tier as well. So, they're enabling ones with L- Luton having uh, the, the Liverpool fixture, which let's, let's refer to it as a Wednesday slash Friday night game that you can have a look at. You might want to look at them as an entry point, obviously, when they play Manchester United next Sunday. So, I think probably more of a conversation on Luton next week. But then you're also possibly missing the Sheffield United game this week. I wonder if people suddenly had injury issues. Say people are sitting there with Concer, for example. If they suddenly think a Luton player might be a solution for them. I, I don't hate it. Uh, Lewis Miley, Dan Byrne, Longstaff with tackles in that game. Longstaff and Harvey Barnes, obviously, in shot tiers. If you've got Anthony Gordon, that sounds like a sell, by the way. But it's currently owned um, by less than 1% of the top 1,000. In fact, Kieran Trippier at 5% is the most owned Newcastle player in the top 1,000. I'd only really see that changing, I think, if after the single, if they lost to Blackburn in the Cup, yep. if you have the Chelsea single game there and then they play Palace and that's on in the FA Cup quarterfinal weekend, that may change. Uh, Sheffield United and Villa, Vinicius Souza sorry, with seven tackles. Diego Carlos, 108 passes completed. That's with Esri Conser's injury for the next month. He's basically got to play Diego Carlos as, as right-sided centre-back because the other two, Longley and even Pau Torres, who we think is going to be in the squad tonight, probably as a substitute, both left-footers wouldn't be comfortable as right-sided centre-back. So if you did want a Villa defensive player over this forthcoming period, he's going to be a lock to play at centre-back. Longley, 98. Consu obviously went off, was running at near uh, a pass per minute, was running at slightly more pass per minute as well, 62. Tielemans and Watkins in the shots here. No passing tears in Bournemouth Forest, not a surprise. But I'd note that Dominguez, who's a player I spoke about on Monday, multifunctional player, several different positions, eight tackles, one, might be an enabling one should a Forest single game day land later in the season. You still probably punt something like Tywell Aaron Yido, who did hit a shot tier. Yates also hit shots here to go with tackles. It was a safe tier for Neto. If that extra Bournemouth fixture lands, by the way, I think yep. Neto will be, re- yeah. it'll be really popular, I think. Um, from Chelsea Wolves. That'll be after uh, the West Ham-Brentford game as well. So Ariola people that are holding Ariola for the captaincy, but then want to ditch it. West Ham then have Everton-Burnley. It's not the worst run, but I do think that would yeah, be interesting. Yeah, but you'd, you'd go from the Everton game and then go to the next day, Sunday yeah, the 3rd, when great. Bournemouth play Burnley. So it, it works. Gives you that extra fixture, yeah. The thing is, the way that lands as well, if, if you think of the other keepers in the world, so not too many will be on Raya. By the way, please don't get Raya on Monday the 4th because remember, he'd be ineligible for the Brentford game on Saturday the 9th. Um, but other than, if you're looking at that, so Raya's not got a huge amount of ownership. The other keepers playing on the Sunday, yes, there'll be f- bits for Edison. There's not much for Anana. There's obviously not going to be much Trafford by this point. So you've got your selection from the rest of the league in terms of moving a goalkeeper to Neto. Imagine the Wolves game did go on as well in FA Cup quarterfinal weekend. Th- then Great there's show. arguably a case to go something like Neto, probably Senesai. And Solanke, you can even punt your likes of Tavernier or something like that. Alex Scott, I think, is maybe one to keep an eye on as well. And, of course, over that period as well, 
for for assets from something like Bournemouth because it's probably going for a bit and fixtures. The pricing is not so important, no, of course, because you might be selling like a Liverpool player to make. You might be moving like Allison to Neto or Salah to Solanke. These sort of moves to make it happen, so the value becomes way less important. Uh, from Chelsea Wolves, it was tackle tears for eight. Norian Gomez, obviously Matthias Cunha, the headline shot tears. He's going to be really popular that day that Wolves play Sheffield United, but so will Huang as well. And I think the choice there might be defined by people and their structure. That's definitely not a skip. You've got to go and gamble one of them for the potential haul in that fixture. Huang obviously took a penalty against Fulham earlier in the season when Cunha was on the pitch. Whether Cunha's now nicked him, don't know. Huang also took one for South Korea in the Asia Cup as well. Obviously, he will be back for the weekend. They're on their way home. Probably a substitute. Mm. I'm right pissed off about that. I mean, I'm pleased that Sonny's coming back now, but it's like 99th minute against Saudi Arabia, yeah, 96th yeah, minute against you're Australia. You're going to go to all that effort to get there. Just and then you lost it's two, like the FA Cup, right? You'd rather lose. 2-0 to Jordan. They lost. You want to guess the amount of shots on target South Korea had? Zero. Nico, shout it. Zero. I know. Yeah, great. Jordan um, and the West Ham of the... Uh, I think Huang over Neto. By the way, Neto hit a shot too at the weekend. Um, Passing tears for the same Chelsea players at the weekend. Silva, Disasai and Fernandes. Fernandes and Chilwell also tackled here. I saw the team and I knew they was in trouble because of what I speak about so often about protecting Thiago Silva. What's the timestamp on the... uh, 42 minutes or so. Remind me of that at the end. Just just remind me of that at the end. Okay, 42. (laughs) Uh, Chilwell and Gusto together in a back four. It wasn't going to work. There has been a little bit of speculation Chelsea might move to a back three, but yeah, I don't know why you're you're investing. The only reason you're investing at this stage now on Monday is if you haven't got any. And Cole Palmer has obviously got, I mean, 91.7% ownership in the top 1,000 on Saturday. I can only think it'll grow on Monday, to be honest. So, Um, Conor Gallagher also hit... um, uh, passing tier and Kunku shot tier for Manchester United West Ham at the weekend Kudos tackle tier the only thing for West Ham Garnacho with a shot tier Bruno Fernandes just got into tier 1 passing with 60 Casemiro just got into tier 2 with passing Lissandro Martinez may well have hit passing tier obviously went off with 20 minutes to go and will be a loss to Manchester United um, from Arsenal Liverpool Declan Rice tackles Kai Havertz shots the only Arsenal players to hit tiering oh wow okay um, Game state a lot to do with that, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Saliba only completed 29 passes. Wow. Um, Gabriel, 43. Um, Zinchenko played the first half, only 15. Wow. The bigger shock, though, was Trent. 14 in just under an hour. Wow. But that's because both teams... No, was there even a game going on? <laughs> no, well, there was a game going on, a really interesting one tactically. So essentially, both played with flat as back, flat back four. So Trent played like an orthodox right back. And Zinchenko, because of Jorginho's role, um, very much stayed as a, as a deeper left back for Arsenal as well. Um, Canate and Van Dijk did hit pass in tier and tier two. Canate 75, Van Dijk 87. Obviously, Canate suspended for the game against Burnley at the weekend. Uh, Alisson with saves here. And finally, from Manchester City-Brentford on Monday night, 12 saves for Mark Flecken, nine of which in the first half. Wow. Ben it's Mee- not like FPL, though, where they keep racking up. Once you get to tier two, yeah, it know. just stops. So yeah. it's a bit frustrating. <laughs> <with that. laughs> once, once you've hit the, the fire, it's no point. No, uh, yeah. no. 
Um, me and Regulon also tackled here. Rodri with a tackle tier for Manchester City to go with 105 passes, 81 for Aki, 75 for Diaz, 72 for Walker, 78 for Phil Foden to go with his four shots on target. Kevin De Bruyne also tier two passing 71, also shot tier one. Uh, Julian Alvarez, five shots on target. I feel like they were all in the first half. Josko Gvardiol, 59 passes completed, Ooh, three tackles won, would be the disappointing one. Um, the problem with City now on the defensive players, and this was my take on it, was you could put a back four out of City players that didn't play there. Mm. So how easy is it to, you know, to throw in Stones and Akanji and Rico Lewis? Like, Yeah, it's become a little bit complicated, doesn't it? Uh, Holland, obviously, with the assist, is back. Uh, and he'll obviously be very popular for captaincy on Saturday, as he was on Monday. Agreed. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So uh, a few questions that we've had in on on the internet, James. Go. Steve Jones, this might be old news, but I recently looked at the prizes page and it seems they don't do manager of the month prizes anymore. Where have you been? But he says, what does Suj plan to do this time around when we get to mid-April and he still has 25 transfers left? I'm making my moves, mate. Is Don't it? worry about Sound that. Got your left reminder? More than you. But only by one. Brilliant. I think I'm on 26 <laughs> as it stands. But uh, I think between now and um, the international break, I want to use five five or six. I'm going to force some just for fun because I'm catch up, just right? Force Don't I'm at use, three nine. Don't use them for the sake of using them. Use them where the gains are clear and obvious. Yeah, and I will use them for gains, but there will be sometimes some situations where it's a little bit more punty than others. So I'll, I'll have a bash. I think for manager of the month, it's kind of pointless, but I haven't used my second team all season. So maybe uh, March will go for it. It's only four weeks in March. There's no, there's no yeah, manager of the month anymore. It's You're fun listening. though. It's fun, James. But you're going to go for it anyway. Fantasy is about playing for fun. You're going to go for it anyway. Why the hell not? Yeah, uh, particularly if. because it'll be chaos because of the week where there's the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. So there might be very few fixtures within then. So manoeuvring 20 transfers because five a week in that four weeks will be a, a lot of fun. It's what we play for. Uh, apart from the 50,000, of course. Can't wait uh, to see you buy five Johnny Chelsea Glenn, players on Monday the will 11th. Will Eze or Elise ever be fit when Palace have a single game day? No. <sighs> I would, I w- if they'd have both been available, I'd have gone for one, I think, yeah. Um, they're in trouble. Uh, Chico Franco doesn't have any Liverpool attacking players for their next amazing three fixtures. Would you force one in or leave it and pray? No, I think I'm going to leave it. I mean, you can force one in, but then take me... 
Watkins, Holland, Foden, Rodri, De Bruyne. Even for the Palmer. single game day against Luton, you're going to just Van Dyke it. Yeah, I think so. Ooh. Yeah, I think so. That's 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 the idea at the moment. I mean, look, the obvious one as well is if I get an injury, then that potentially changes the scenario. But to be honest, under that circumstance, I would maybe more. Um, Everton is a priority, not a priority. That's that's a really terrible thing to say. But Palmer to, to uh, an Everton player is the most likely for me now. Monday the nineteenth. That might be it for me that week. If I get an injury, it's not even a guarantee that I'd go a Liverpool player. I might go another City player. Honestly. So we've got quite a few questions around City. Um, somebody missed Holland. Let me tell you who it is. It was uh, Alex. Forgot to get in Holland. Would you still do it for no fixture game? Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, it depends what you're selling, admittedly, but yep, probably. Because you can armband him. Uh, and a lot, uh, uh, Jay Holyoke, he says that a lot of us attacked on Monday night, which we did, when do you think the next opportunity to attack is? Well, that Arsenal-Sheffield United game looks tasty, doesn't it? Um, Particularly if the Chelsea game's still happening. Yeah, there's that. Um, the other thing to factor in with that, though, is you you might want one of them games to happen on the Sunday the 17th to, to alleviate not going into the following weekend after the international break with a shitload of Arsenal players going to Manchester City. But yes, if the Chelsea game is on on Saturday the 16th, there's definitely going to be some three-for-ones knocking about there. Mm. And obviously with someone, it's going to involve some captaincy and stuff there. So, I mean, Sheffield United away, Brentford at home and Chelsea at home, would I hate looking at like blanket Arsenal defence over that? You should factor in, obviously, the Champions League games over that period as well. Um, so they'll play Porto second leg at home on the Tuesday after Brentford. So... But I would think, you know, your Saliba's... Your Saliba certainly is well safe. Your Saka's going to play majority of the games. There's a case there Monday the 4th to just shove your City, whatever you've got, right into Arsenal there and then. There will there will potentially be a case of that. That is That's, kind of Andrew McGill's question, um, which is when's the right time to move off the City assets we've piled into? But I also think it, it wouldn't be a pile in the same way. But like I said, if, if that Bournemouth-Luton game does happen... And especially if the Wolves extra game happened as well, like yeah, I could I could see me going with with three or so Bournemouth just because that runs so good. And you start punting things that people won't go for, right? It's, but this last sort of week or so probably opened my eyes a little bit to knowing that at some point you you need a little bit of rubber luck. Always, you need a bit. It's a fancy game. And it's a Foden game, was never a certainty for me. Like for example, if De Bruyne had been fit when I overhauled like with clarity, I probably wouldn't have gone for Foden. Adebayo was the player that everyone knows. I didn't even want him. Scored again at the weekend. But no regrets that I sold him, by the way. Uh, last question of the show. Ian Collis, a Man United player is worth looking at. Not Rashford or Fernandes, but maybe Garnacho, uh, Anana, or maybe Rasmus Hoyland. Maybe. Yeah, it's got the Sunday entry point of Luton, but then you got and you got Fulham and Everton at home. If you had the Sheffield United game as well, it's yeah, a good like, run. If you gross, gross Van Heck dunk, if they start that day, are certainties for passing tier in that fixture. So for a Hoyland, you need the attacking return. Now it's Luton away, like it's fine. Then there's Fulham at home, decent. The problem with that is though, I think. 
unless the Sheffield United fixture uh, is going to happen on March the 16th, which would need United to be eliminated from the FA Cup, I can't see where I want to go there. Now, as I said previously, if it does, yeah, sure, maybe it would be a City player. Could even be Hoyland, honestly. To Hoyland, that's easy to say, isn't it? On Sunday, March the 3rd, skip Hoyland away to Liverpool. If they don't play the following week at Brighton and then don't play Arsenal till um, Sunday the 31st, you can go back without any problems. So then over that period, you've got a Hoyland, this, this is mad, with a potential five for one, including one captaincy, over Hoyland. But I want that information first. So the idea of going, say, for the Luton fix Sunday the 18th when I got the Brighton players sitting there, no, it doesn't particularly appeal to me. No, agreed. Good, good. Uh, that's it. That's a wrap, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Planet Sky FF. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back at you next week, running through whatever's happened that weekend as well. If you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. You get access to James's fixture planning spreadsheet, which uh, for me is... Uh, essential for uh, sky planning i couldn't do it otherwise obviously our slack community are very engaged sky managers always happy to help each other some prize leagues extra podcasts and a whole bunch of other good stuff over there as well patreon.com forward slash planet fpl you get ad free podcasts as well anything else to add james yeah 42 minutes 42 minutes i'll remind you about that after we wrap the show stay safe look after yourselves (laughs) ciao for now thanks everyone play it your way good luck cue music please man child So probably about 25, 30 seconds before I said to James, um, you what's farted? the timestamp? No, I did not fart. That was five, five times earlier, mate. No. Um, I saw something drop from the ceiling. Oh, the flyer. And I thought it was a drop of water. And I was like, oh, why, why would there did be... you con- have to wipe it? Why would there be condensation? <laughs> like, well, obviously, we've got the gas blower here. I thought it was with condensation. And I looked around. I'm like, where is it gone? What do you mean, where's he gone? He's, he's gone, isn't he? I thought it was a dead fly. No, I didn't see it fly off afterwards. No, he was just having a little... Okay. So Nico, I Nico left it rolling because he thought this was going to be some good content. It's not. Now, but catch the fly falling. I thought he flew straight down and fell like... It, and when I saw it, I thought it was lying there on the table like a dead fly. I've now moved my iPad and it's gone. It's like a dead body's been moved. Okay, Nico, Fuck. catch the fly. <laughs> we need better cameras. Shit. So it wasn't even a dead fly... Sorry, mate. I thought it was a dead fly. Well, maybe it came back to life. Obviously, first I thought it was uh, water. Sports Social Podcast Network.